Hey, it's me, Miranda Cruz, your favorite unknown actor. Welcome back. You are listening to Supporting Roles, a podcast by an unknown actor talking to other unknown actors about acting. Thanks for listening. Hi, hello, it's me, Miranda Gruce. Uh, We're back on Supporting Rules. Today, my um, guest is my friend, Jesse Roth. Wait, I don't remember the first time we met. Um, me neither. Yeah, and that's, and, that's okay. And I love that. <laughs> I was thinking about another friend today, how I didn't remember when I met her. And I'm like, that's good. Did we meet maybe, did we know each other before Girl Gang? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember when I met you. I've known Jesse for a couple years now, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is a comedian in mm. New York City. Mm. Um, and we're going to talk to her about acting and improv and comedy and what have you today. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. And I won't. Let's go. <laughs> um, how did you get started? Kind of, was comedy always like the number one or did you start acting or kind of what was the beginning for you? Yes. Well, so I was I did musicals as a kid. Like that was my one hobby, basically, like yeah. doing drama after school. And then it grew into like in high school that I was in the play production class and was involved in all of our shows and would audition for the musicals. But I was not never a strong singer. Um, but I did, yeah, sh- shows growing up, yeah, mostly musicals because that's how they do it. <laughs> and then when it came time to apply for college, even though I was in like AP classes, I like wasn't very good at anything except for theater. So I applied to a lot of schools for theater, auditioned for like, I want to say 17 schools. Oh, um, wow. Some schools I applied to just for like theater arts, like just, I was, because I really liked also directing and just being involved in the whole process. But, um, so I auditioned for a lot of schools. That was, I think, maybe my first time really auditioning for stuff besides, like, just the the, the community musical. Right. And so then I got into Syracuse for acting, and that was the only school that I got into for my audition. It was between Syracuse and DePaul, but for theater arts, where I wouldn't get to act. So I was kind of like, okay, they're taking a ch- like They think I can act. And um, so I did the BFA program and like, yeah, four year program. And it was very theater heavy the first years, especially. But back home, I in L.A., I like went to UCB show sometimes and like started being exposed to comedy. But it wasn't until my junior year when I, I took UCB 101 at home in LA where, and I then had like an improv group on campus is when I started to like question, not question, but like think, okay, like I want to yeah. do comedy, which is I think very different even than theater. Um, so I started to, that's when like the seed was planted, but it wasn't until when I moved, I came to New York through my school as a program where the second half of your senior year like the last semester is quote unquote abroad in New York where you like take classes with casting directors and you see shows. And that's where I took 201. And then right when I graduated, I was like, I'm doing the comedy thing. I'm not, I don't want to be a waitress at night so I can audition during the day. I kind of want to do the opposite. Was that like a big decision? Because you just spent four years doing theater. I think so. (laughs) I, it sounds kind of silly, but I was very self-conscious about it, especially because 
everyone from school was really close right after college. Everyone kind of clung to each other. And I, I felt like doubtful of myself that I was going a different way, even though this different way was way more fun and I was actually having more success in it. I felt like I was right. performing multiple times a week and stuff. I was like, wait, am I kind of throwing everything away? Yeah. Like I did go on a few auditions through like backstage and actors access and I did get called into one audition for The Path on Hulu. Oh, nice. Because one of the <laughs> teachers that we had like was casting it. Um, yeah. But that I think was my last like audition really. Um, because even like this junior and senior years when you take like audition technique and I, I mean, no one really loved it, but yeah. we started to get taught that like be- being an actor is about being being good at auditioning and enjoying auditioning and I wasn't so bad at it but like I definitely didn't enjoy it and I liked the part where I got to perform so (laughs) Um, yeah that's very rare when you're like normal like tv film actor like you never actually get to perform I know (laughs) um and but I definitely like when I would hang out with friends from college or even now um I had like an alumni event the other night um I like, yeah, we'll kind of be self-conscious about what I'm doing, but everyone on the act, like everyone is kind of more, not jealous, but they're like, oh wow, like you're performing so much. Yeah. And I've learned to like be, I'm I'm very happy with it, obviously, but I've learned to like not be self-conscious that I'm not auditioning. Yeah. Like trying to get an agent. Yeah. But I also think that 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 will come in time. Like I know there's people who only do improv or whatever and have gotten called in to do auditions and shows like casting directors do go to that stuff and agents do go to that stuff so like I don't think that there's necessarily like like a wall in between both of those worlds yeah so and then I think also people sometimes are like oh so like you don't do acting anymore like just it's I mean because I don't audition I am not really actually pursuing acting but it's like something that I do all the time. I think, right. you know, with doing, if I do a character or like whatever. Yeah. And also that's just not a, I'm, I haven't closed the door to it. I'm like, you know, I'd love to be on a show. Right. And all that stuff. But I'm not, you know, paying to work with casting directors. Hey, I know a ton of actors who aren't really auditioning mm-hmm. um, because, well, number one, it's really hard to get into rooms and mm-hmm. two, aren't represented. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not pursuing that if you're yeah. not auditioning every single day. I'm exactly. not auditioning every single day, but I'm still an actor. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to pursue other avenues that you're interested in. Yeah. I think it just makes you a more well-rounded performer. Yeah. And then people I went to college with, once in a while, I'll be like, I'm thinking about taking a UCB class. <laughs> Who should I take? And I'm like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. see, I think it's a good thing. I'm yeah. scared to do improv comedy, though. I'm nervous about it. Oh my, I think you would be great. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, do you think there's going to be a point where you do kind of pursue traditional acting more? Um, I well, what I have started to think about because um I just got like yeah like a full a full-time job that is not like a career but it's a really good like job yeah and that I wouldn't want to leave um basically and like before that you know I've, I've had so many part-time jobs right. because I've wanted to like remain open to being able to do that and with this job at first I was like does that mean I'm like closing myself off to stuff but I think 
now since I, I want to get to a place where I'm like financially comfortable. Yes. And then I want to start writing. So like the move for me would be if I were to quit this job, it would be because I sold a pilot or I like a movie or like someone saw me maybe at a show. Yeah. And and then that's how it happened. So I don't see myself stopping to uh, to like start auditioning again I have friends who like are older who work at these full-time jobs for years and like save up money and then just quit to like go freelance and even though I think that's very bold and cool I don't know if that would be my move like yeah well I think everyone has a different thing I mean I've worked full-time since I've moved to New York Mm -hmm. um and it's just kind of a conversation I have before accepting the job is just like Mm -hmm. hey I'm also an actor Mm -hmm. most people if you're up front and you're the person for the job they will work with you yeah but it is still difficult to have like a full-time job and still try to go to auditions and pursue that yeah I feel I feel lucky that I have a desk job and I'm trying to figure out like sometimes my days are pretty busy but I think there's definitely room for me to like be writing more but that's like that's where I'm wanting to put my energy not into the acting side of or auditioning like yeah. I want to act in something that you I wrote. wrote I think that's great yeah yeah I think I I keep telling people we need to make more like shows and, yes. and stuff and I've been writing so much more mm-hmm. it's been so slow for me the mm-hmm. past two years mm-hmm. that it's forced me to like work on other skills yeah. and now you know I want to be writing more and doing all that too yeah. I don't think I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, there's half of like, I don't, I don't want to be like waiting for someone else to cast me in something. Yeah. Um, But also it's like the actual act of auditioning. I don't like, (laughs) I mean, I like, I like memorizing stuff. Yeah. I can do it pretty quickly, but like I, when I've helped people with self tapes, it's just like (laughs) not fun. I think it's a, it's an, it's a weird thing. I, there was a point where I absolutely hated it. Um, but I think at one point you're just like, when you're, when you don't get to act on like a daily basis, Mm. getting to audition is like that time for you. So then you learn to love the audition because it's like, oh, I get to do what I want to do for this next couple hours. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking of, and maybe (laughs) I would ask, well, I won't name the person, but I, my, a friend who's an actor, um, asked me to be her reader for her self-tape and, like, help her with her self-tape. Self-tapes are hard. And the self-tape was, like, she had to, she was, uh, this is, uh, she was, she had to be a stripper. Um, okay. And I've always wanted to play a stripper so bad. And <laughs> it was, like, so I went over and she's wearing, like, a bikini and heels. Oh, my God. And, wow. She went for yeah, it. Yeah, she went for it. And also, like, the, the, the character had, like, kind of like an accent and she was it was just like yeah, I just a remember. lot and then the process of like filming it and then having her like watch it and be like let's do it again um I was just like I don't want to do this yeah I have yeah. um the last year all of my auditions have been self-tapes like I mm-hmm. haven't been in a room in like a year mm-hmm. and so I've had a very love-hate relationship with self-tapes this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. And, like, I I work so much better when I have someone there to, like, 
validate my choices. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going in the right direction. Or if I'm not, I yeah. can adjust and then. Yeah, but with the soft tape, but there's you no can't. One. There's no one to tell you that your choices right. are correct. Uh, They're hard. Yeah. Um, I want to ask. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in California, mm-hmm. like LA. What yes. made you move to New York? Because yes. it was the theater mecca. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> well. So I was born in New York. But oh, mo- but but we moved when I was two. But both my parents, my mom's from Brooklyn, my dad is from Queens, and like growing up, they would still t- like they were very still much New Yorkers and like talked about how amazing New York was. Yeah. And so, and like Harriet the Spy was like my favorite movie. Yes. So like, I even just wanted to live in New York in general, just because it seemed so exciting. And my and LA, you know, is beautiful, and I loved. Uh, growing up by the beach but as I was like a teenager I like didn't have a car so LA kind of became it was just a thing where like and it's inconvenient to like go and do anything yeah it's like a whole yeah a whole schlep so I even just wanted to move to New York in general um and then obviously at school it was kind of like this is where you should go right but then my school also had a program that was a summer in LA program where you like we saw we saw some theater but like we went to universal studios um, (laughs) and like met with like casting directors and stuff there was that and then also we have a spring break trip your senior year that's a week long and it's paid for by Aaron Sorkin because Aaron Sorkin went to Syracuse and was in the theater it's called Sorkin week (laughs) and you have to write an essay to be accepted they only accept like 10 people wow. um, out of like a 40 person like class um, of so like nice of I know what I like what my essay was about like like uh, wanting to be a woman in comedy basically yeah. and that's why I wanted to go to LA but through both that like that summer and that week where I was meeting with casting directors and kind of seeing that side of like LA and the industry I I mean, at first, I think it was a thing of where I didn't have that much confidence. And I was like, I wouldn't get cast in L.A. Like, I'm, you know, not pretty enough or whatever. But even getting over that, I like I'm just it's it's like very much like being an actor. I feel like it's like very actory. Whereas in New York, it's like you could be an actor, but still be like a person in New York. Yes. I think that's why I love New York so much is there because I feel like in LA and I've only briefly been in LA, so Mm. I'm talking out of my ass, but I feel (laughs) like in LA, it's like the um, entertainment industry is like the industry there. And for in New York, there's like several large industries here. So you're just kind of like a regular person. Yeah, absolutely. And you can kind of, it's not something that you have to think about every single day all the time. And when in LA, I think it's just, it runs through everything. So you can't get away from it. And I was talking to someone recently about the differences between and um, (laughs) like how with New York, it's like, you know, taking the subway it's like the great equalizer. You know, yes. you're seeing the poorest people ever and the richest people ever. Yeah. Are the ones that take the subway. But then in LA, it's very like you're in your car, you're not paying attention to anyone else, and you're just getting from point A to point B. Yeah. Whereas like going from point A to point B in New York can be a whole journey. journey. Yeah. I yeah. love that yeah. too. Cause I think it just, there's this whole like layer of garbage of New York where you just have to like, you have to like emotionally. I don't know like yeah. be prepared to handle like a lot just yeah. just walking out of your 
your house yeah it's like you yourself have to be humble and be like okay i'm not that important but yeah you like see you'll see someone like crying on the street or yeah, like you'll be almost, crying on the street yeah or almost <laughs> falling over and so i think like there was so much of that already that i was like i'd rather go to new york than la and be and being home like i love being home for like the last few times i went home i went home for like eight days which is pretty significant yeah but I'm like that's enough. I'd love to get to a point where I can afford to be to, by coast. To be by coast, yeah. Like, I think that's know. everyone's dream is yeah. to be able to kind of like hop coasts. Yes, and and then just you know the world. I just yeah, love to hop the yeah. World. I'm hoping my sister. My sister has always been more of like an LA person. I mm. hope that she moves to LA so then like I'll establish New York and she'll mm. establish LA and then we can kind of just yes. live with each other. I love that. That's my dream, but she. She hasn't moved yet. Oh, come on. Yeah. Hey, Becky. Uh, um, what um, kind of like characters do you want to play or like gravitate towards or like what's kind of like what would be like the end goal for you in this situation? OK, well, um, I mean, yeah, I in, in terms of like theater and stuff. And that was definitely something I struggled with because I came in being like, what like why did I get accepted I'm not very good and like their whole thing also freshman year was like you guys were all the stars of your high school theater programs but like now you're whatever and I was like wait no no no, not me but the stuff that I ended up doing um yeah we're very, very like powerful women I definitely grew up being like I'm a character actor yeah and funny and stuff but and uh, this is not it's not lame but <laughs> the show girls really like o- changed like opened up yeah. my eyes a lot because yeah. i was uh, the idea of like the director actor writer thing i yes. think like and kind of having also that it was a character based off of herself yeah that part was really appealing to me and I think, I mean, obviously there's a level of narcissism for me to be like, well, I think like I'm interesting enough. I think that there's a level of narcissism just for anyone that wants to become an actor in general. So I think it's fine. That's true. (laughs) But I mean, there's some people who like, you know, really love characters and like are, um, but like I started to be like, I think that like I'm, I have a lot to say as myself that I think would translate to um, a more of a story yeah so like that's honestly I mean I of course I'm open to you know um best best friends and (laughs) stuff oh um so my audition technique class our final was to this is junior year was to like talk about our type like is to figure out our type and my teacher who like was an actor himself he was roommates with Aaron Sorkin um and like he was yeah our on-camera teacher and whatever but since he's like stopped teaching and is in LA again to act um (laughs) good for him I know but so his he had this formula that was like um like like such and such occupation but and then like you have a secret but so it's like Mm. it kind of meant to be like oh you're you know you're a multi-layered person so my type was girl who works at the indie record store but is secretly in love with her best guy friend nice (laughs) and i mean at the time i was like i don't think do i really come across as like cool and indie i don't think so but um, (laughs) i think you can pull that off (laughs) for sure (laughs) but yeah like um but the best guy friend thing i was like okay i do like that um because i think i have like more of that kind of energy but um 
but yeah, that role myself and like yeah, something someone who's similar to me. I think that's great. I think yeah. girls um was so interesting for me on the same thing where it was like the writer director actor mm. thing. I was like that is fucking cool and it yeah. made me feel like maybe I could do that someday too. Yeah. Um but also like seeing like a whole show based on like female characters that mm. weren't likable yeah because like, sure. you hated all of them at some point absolutely and that was like revolutionary to me yeah <laughs> it helped I think because it I don't remember exactly how old I was but I definitely was you know like starting to become an adult and I think it's carried with me in that now whenever something like shitty happens or I kind of do something little like embarrassing or yeah yeah, exactly like I never feel fully embarrassed because I'm just like that's a funny story yeah I think that you know also translates to like when I was doing stand-up and stuff like I would just take that stuff that happened to me and and be like oh that's actually funny and kind of weird and interesting right and uh I think people can relate um do you do you tell people, like, when you are introducing yourself at a party, do mm. you, like, tell people that you're an actor or comedian or writer? Or is that something yeah. you shy away from? Um, well, definitely the comedian thing, especially after college, I was n- nervous about. because. Um, but now that's definitely the my go-to, as I say, I'm a comedian. Um, but, but then there's, I think there's part of me that's like, well, I'm not not an actor. Yeah. And... And then I also, you know, it's just sometimes annoying to even say anything like that. Some, I also have wanted to be like, oh, I wish, you know, I'm an artist. Um, but like, <laughs> that's, that's like what, so scary. That, to I say. know it's so scary to be like, I'm an artist. <laughs> but yeah, but comedian, it took me a while to like feel good about owning that. Um, because, and then, well, people then the follow up question is like, what kind of comedy? And then, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I do stand up. I do in improv, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like comedian encapsulates that the best. Yeah. And that's like what I'm actively doing as opposed to acting. What about like, um, I'm not fully like in the comedy world, Mm -hmm. but what's that like kind of being uh, a woman in New York doing that? Well, like, I mean, it's been, I think, a journey for me because when I started doing stand-up, I was mostly doing open mics through this thing called Laughing Buddha, which was like you could sign up online. I really liked that aspect of like (laughs) I could plan ahead. And that was not like 30-year-old guys. There were most – there were like guys in their 20s. It was just a lot of guys in general. Um, But I didn't feel like – I didn't. I really wasn't thinking about. It. I was more focused. I think on like me getting started. Yeah. And then I love that. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then now it's like, and it's not a bad. It's amazing. But it's now I'm mostly in spaces that are like queer and women and LGBT, and which I love. But like, I mean, the, I never had. I've never had any awful experiences. Thankfully, that's good. Um, I've just. I mean, I've been in open mics where guys are just saying dumb things but they're also just not funny I've never <laughs> witnessed anything truly offensive luckily good but I think in, with, in general with comedy people a lot of people do it and use it to express their feelings and to yeah. express and to like channel their anger and depression which I think can be good but also is bad yeah and like and just also it, it's like you can see in a set when someone's not hasn't really crafted jokes they're just like getting their feelings out yeah. and I'm like I'm happy that's working for you but I don't find it funny haha <laughs> 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 
I mean, I just think, um, I think that it's great that there are spaces now, though, where there are shows that are, like, all women and, like, yeah. queer experiences and that kind of thing. Because I think we need that. Absolutely. And I don't want, yeah, I don't want it to sound like I think that they're bad. But it's like, you know, then you're, you are surrounded by people who are all like you. And everyone's very, yeah, um, everyone's very supportive, which is good. But, you know, then there's, there sometimes is then a lack of, like, uh not discernment or like you're like is okay i guess everybody's good yeah well i think there's always i think when there's big changes in industries like that i think mm. there's a point where we like overcorrect yes and then once we get to a point it kind of like plateaus and like it's just like more neutral yes so i feel like maybe at this point we are overcorrecting, but at some yeah. point it'll be like just more of a yes diverse and, open space uh, yeah. well what i was saying is that i'm planning on taking a break from stand-up over the summer oh you are yes because right now i'm you know i will do a certain amount of show like a, three at most every week which is nice but it's tiring yeah and you know a lot of the shows that i do are for only other comedians like i'm not really getting um a lot from them besides being seen and like seeing other comedians and I'm feeling like my drive to do shows is just to be like you know to be able to like post a thing and be like look at all the shows I'm doing yeah and most of it is that I'm not I haven't been taking the time to actually write stand-up and work on my stand-up so I've been doing like the same set for like a year which isn't bad but I'm finding that my creative energy is wanting to go into something like a pilot or something more yeah. long form and concrete um, because it's like I something happens to me. I like find a way to make it into a joke. It doesn't super land. And then I'm kind of like, but I still think that's fun and interesting. Right. So I'm yeah. wanting to like. So and also I'm a kind of person who like says yes to everything. So I feel like I need to impose a break mm -hmm. and I'm going to try and like, you know, once a week like this is dedicated writing time or, yeah like, this is to like go to the gym and just like I also just want to enjoy the summer yeah the no I think that's too. really smart sometimes you do need to like step back and kind of like reevaluate and like put that energy into a different skill yeah because then it just makes whenever you go back to the other thing it gives you new perspective and you're just like stronger with it yeah I haven't yeah taken a break of stand-up really since like I started like four years ago I mean I have you know weeks and stuff that I don't do any shows but and it's like and I, I'm not I'm not like getting down on myself but like it's not like you know I'm getting booked at like awesome shows or yeah. like, I'm getting to tour or like I'm you know it's not exactly uh proving like fruitful in that way but I'm also not trying hard enough I think <laughs> at it for like for stand-up, it's, like, you really got to, like, go as many times as you can, I feel, and, like, be yeah, seen. Yeah, it seems, and, like, like, really hard. It's just, yeah, <laughs> exhausting, and I just have lost the energy, but I'm still, like, yeah, I'll do shows. Yeah, I mean, if you're burnt out a little, yeah. take that break, you know, get yourself back and inspired again and wanting to do that. I think yeah. that that is not a horrible thing i think we are taught to just kind of go 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 yeah. go 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 and it's like we should take breaks if we yeah. need to absolutely and it's like yeah you it's like one of those things where i'm like if i stop are people gonna forget about me but no i have that fear all the time yeah too. It's but like, i'm like i think I, I also have like all these ideas of things and i've started to write but i've never taken the time to actually sit down and write them mm -hmm. um and i want to like actually try to do that 
Cool. I'm excited for yeah. you. I think that's going to be a good Coming, thing. Coming no, soon. <laughs> Coming soon. Maybe a pilot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> or at least a lot of poems. Ooh. <laughs> no, fun. <not>. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you kind of, what's your advice for um, maybe up and coming actors or mm. people who want to get into the comedy scene or anything like that. Um, yeah. what would be your advice for like more of a greener performer? Yes. Well, and this is advice that I think I would want to give myself also is that, um, is to not be afraid of doing your own thing. And I know it's like the biggest thing of like, don't compare yourself to others, but especially with acting and comedy where it sometimes seems like there's a formula or there is a path, like, especially when I was in this BFA program, I was like, okay, well, I'm in this program, so that means that I'm going to get to do plays because this actor went, got a BFA, it's whatever, so, yeah. and and then, you know, I, like I said, I started to, like, get really freaked out by diverging from that path, mm-hmm. um, but, and then even in comedy, I've been like, okay, well, I need to do, I need to do improv because successful people have done improv or I need you know I need to try all these things and try and be good at all of them that's something too is like to not be afraid to stick with like one thing um because for me I think I always shied away from that for fear of like investing too much in one thing and then not being good at it so I just like spread my energy everywhere (laughs) but and I, but I don't have any regrets because now I'm just like getting older and starting to focus my energy more yeah. and it feels very natural. Um, like all of the like, oh, stop, like stopping improv. Like I felt like I did that naturally um, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, had some sort of break. So I think my biggest advice is to, yeah, be to like be comfortable being on your own path and mm-hmm. um, and also just like. And trying to be like present with the path and not look too far ahead, but try and focus on what you're doing now and like register like, oh, this feels good. I liked doing this. Yeah. And then keep going. No, that's really good advice because it can get overwhelming and and it's so easy to compare yourself and like Mm -hmm. both. I think both these industries because you do look at people who made it and be like how did they get there? Yeah. Because if they can do it, then I could follow that path and, and find the same success. But I think for everyone, it, there is no set path. Yeah. And it, that's a hard conversation where it's like, it's, I don't yeah. know how mine's going to turn out. So I just have to find what I like doing. Yeah. It's so scary. And then, you know, it's like you get people, you know, your parents, friends who are like, when are you going to be on SNL? Oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I got that a few times recently and I'm like, I've just been straight up like, I have not um, and gone on that path that leads to SNL. Like, yeah, I know I know what that path is. It's like you know characters, blah blah blah. Like, and that's just I'm just not on that path. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I'll host it. That yeah, exactly. You can do things. I think that there is this like pressure. There's like if you're gonna be a successful actor, you have to be on like blockbuster movies and red carpets and blah 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 but like there is this way where you can do like blue collar acting Mm. and still be like a successful working actor and Mm. i'm sure there is similar path in comedy as well you don't have to be a megastar to feel like you've had success yeah and also just recently i've like learned and decided that success for me doesn't exactly look like just something in my career like for me success means I am able to live on my own and travel Mm -hmm. and 
do the projects that I want to do. Yeah. Good so. for you. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. Um, is there any like anything my listeners can like see you in? Like, mm. do you want to like at yourself? Do you have any handles? Sure. So yeah, I do love Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at messy m e s s y r o t h. So messy Roth. And then you know, I think by the time this comes out, I'll have like um dropped a music video just like go on to my youtube and like really (laughs) really give me those views because yeah maybe this comes out and i if it's in june i'm gonna like stop doing live stuff as much but i'd love for you to check out my content yes and if it is there it'll be linked in the bio (laughs) if it's yes link it (laughs) all of this will be linked um anyway thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much i really enjoyed this conversation me too i as i was saying things i learned them and internalized them and that's (laughs) good it's good yeah um yeah well thanks for joining me and for everyone else break a leg you can do it we love you (laughs) yes okay bye thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast if you guys have questions for me or you have questions you want me to ask my next actor guest or if you're an actor and you want to sit down and talk to me please email me at srolespodcast at gmail.com it's the letter s and then r-o-l-e-s podcast at gmail.com and if you feel like it please rate and review uh us on iTunes because that would be very nice of you. Okay, bye!